Hello and welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm James Carey. And I'm Dave Cohen. And that was 2021. And here comes 2022. Uh, We're going to have a little bit of a think about looking ahead, being a better writer in 2022, uh, general hot tips and advice. And this is something Dave's been thinking about quite a lot uh, recently. Yeah. Well, it's um, actually it, it, it goes back to something that, that happened this time uh, last year or a bit earlier than this time last year. A blog that I follow, a sort of quite entertaining, um, sort of quite funny time management uh, writer, a guy called Oliver Berkman. He had in his newsletter that he sent out, he's talking about uh, writing. He says, you know, you should just try and write every day. And I've written about this in my various books about comedy writing uh you know write every day oh don't write every day or whatever he he just said you know even if you don't know what you're going to write about he said just sit down for 10 minutes and write and that uh, and so i started doing this and this this started a process um on uh, december the 9th Uh, i remember that date because uh it's been uh i've been writing every day now since december the 9th without a break if i didn't know what i was going to write i'd start to write oh what am i going to write about now oh well what am i going to do next what am i going to do next year what am i going to do next month and 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 gradually kind of started to piece things together and and times where i wasn't sitting down and writing like a very specific bit of writing that I had to do. I would think about, oh, right, now what are the plans? What should I be thinking about this week and whatever? And it, and it sort of gradually developed over the course of 2021, uh, the course of the end of December, December that time, to, to a kind of plan for 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically I'm just um, trying it again for 2022 and I'm kind of bringing everybody else uh, in on it. So I, did a, I put together a bunch of uh, emails for what's going to happen in 2022. And I, the reason that I sort of feel qualified to do this for, uh, for, for people who want to be comedy writers is that I'm actually uh, in the position, and I was in this position last year, I want to be a novelist. I want to write novels uh, for a living, which is a kind of mad idea. And this time last year, I was close to having written a first novel. And so... For 2021, I wanted to have the first novel written and published, uh, which happened, and it got a good response, and enough of a response to make me think, oh, I'd like to write another one now. So uh, I've written another one. But over the course of 2021, it became very clear to me that if I want to make a living as a novel writer, I have got a long, long way to go, much, much further than I I thought I had uh, Mm -hmm. at the end of 2020. And... um, so in that sense, I feel like most of you who are listening, you know, you want to be comedy writers and you're thinking maybe, oh, well, maybe next year I might win a sitcom writing competition or something, or I might get these jokes on a topical comedy show and then a year later I'll be earning enough money. Uh, and you kind of have to, <laughs> you have to sort of uh, modify your approach all the time. And I, I'm, this time last year I was thinking... Well, maybe two years down the line, the, the 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 books, the novel writing will start to generate an income for me. Uh, whereas now I think, no, it's probably going to be near. It's going to be something more like five years from now, even. So it would have been six years from then. So I sort of feel like um, I'm I, I'm working out what to do with that. But I I think how I'm working out to do that can help 
you thinking about what you can do to become uh, better comedy writers. Wow. That's uh, that's interesting because in a way it's what's what's refreshing and encouraging about it is that you've got this aim, which is a lot of people listening to the show want to be a sitcom writer, uh, and here here we are, Dave thinking, how do I become something that I'm currently not? It happens to not be sitcom; it's related, uh, but it's novels, and actually having that five year focus is much more healthy. It's it feels like you're just sort of. You could say, oh, well, you're just emotionally protecting yourself. And if you say it's five years and it'll it'll never happen. But to say I'm going to do it in a year is sort of idiotic because if in a sitcom point of view, if you come up with an idea for a sitcom, there's no way you're filming that within a year. Just no, absolutely no way. So don't pretend that this has got a 12 month cycle because you're just going to get fed up with it. So just learn the rhythms of how things work. Um, and at the risk of going all you know zen about it uh, you do need to kind of work with the rhythms that we've been given um, and the seasons and everything else rather than because I think there's this illusion of social media of things in inverted commas going viral that something can happen for you instantly and that you're sort of working and chipping away with the hope that everything's suddenly going to come together and you're going to spike somewhere but actually, that's just not a healthy way of mm. thinking, uh, is it? Yeah. I'm just thinking, actually, you mentioned that, and I'm thinking about going viral. Uh, our, our friend, in fact, I'm surprised we've never had him on, on the show, but we, we keep meaning to, uh, Danny Robbins, who uh, is, um, he's been doing a, like a, a, a series about about ghosts mm. you know real real not real ghosts but real stories about ghosts mm. and you know from from a kind of healthily skeptical point of view but telling the ghost stories as well so uh and and it's become a, like a, a, a massive uh viral hit and you know he's become very successful with it um but you know you and i have known danny for 20, 20 years, 20 years of, yeah or thereabouts you know so he's still quite young by my by my standards but you know um he he, he didn't just come up with that idea you know or maybe he did but he's, he's no no had... he did it he did a ghost uh radio uh podcast for channel four radio at oh, wow. least 10 years ago, there was yeah. a point at which Channel 4 basically started a radio station and it was sort of a podcast network. Yeah. He did a sitcom, uh, got one series, I think, or maybe it might even have been one pilot on BBC One uh, based on uh, a radio sitcom that he and Dan Tetzel had written 10 years earlier that, yeah. that, that went through several you know, yeah. uh, several um, versions and, and, and star performers and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of 10 years, got a TV pilot out of it and that was it. So, yeah, so, yeah. You know, it had... So um, it was a... Bill Bailey was the original uh, yeah. lead character. I think Justin Edwards was the main... Uh, uh, no, hey, there was hey, somebody the else. There was another comedian, very much man of the moment, who was mm. a sort of a feckless young guy with slightly curly hair. I can't remember his name. But also, Danny... <laughs> has written uh, two very uh, good sitcoms for Radio 4, one of which was Rudy's Rare Records with yeah. none other than Lenny Henry, mm. and another one called Cold Swedish Winter, uh, which has Adam Riches in it. So in a way, he's sort of been doing, you know, doing fine. Um, and then suddenly it's a bit like Miranda. Uh, Miranda, the overnight success that was sort of 10 years in the making. Where did yeah. Miranda come from? That came from nowhere. Yeah, yeah, apart from her being in Not Going Out and being, you know, 
the second funniest character in Not Going Out. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, and apart from having a lead in Hyperdrive yeah. by Andy right. Riley and Kevin Cecil and show, being yeah. in series three and four or something of Smack the Pony yeah. and having a bit part in an episode of Lead Balloon. So these viral successes where people come from nowhere, A, are normally completely fabricated um, or that that's all they appear. But B, and also there are people who are a flash in the pan success and they don't know how to capitalise on it because they don't have the skills and the background to make the most of it. And they get their 15 minutes of fame, um, but it can't go anywhere because there's not the craft there to back it up. So this is a, this is a long term. It's a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it, Dave? Uh, it's, it, it's a marathon and a sprint and, <laughs> and a pole vault. You know, it's, there are certain times. It's a marathon it's, and a sprint. That's it great. Is. It is. The, you know, there are certain times when you really do have to bloody sprint. And we'll, we'll come, we'll talk about some topical comedy uh, to, uh, in a bit. Mm. But, but I want to start with the absolute number one priority for all comedy writers, which comes off the back of that, um, what we were talking about. And uh, you might be surprised, uh, unless you've been reading my emails, um, but uh, the absolute number one priority uh, I realised last year um, was um, health, your health. Oh, I thought it was going to be writing, Dave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You would think that, wouldn't you? I should have asked you. I should have said, James, what's your number one priority? I think uh, your your physical and uh, mental health is actually so, so important because... Um, you know, because you have to be in the right frame of mind to to be writing. You um, and yes, we should all be writing, and I'm sure lots of you are writing loads. And I've I've written loads. You know, I have got about five, probably the five novels worth of uh, chapters one to five of books that just never got finished because I didn't I didn't know how to write a novel. Um, and I didn't focus on how to write a novel. And so, you know, I worked really, really hard at lots and lots of things that came to nothing. And I mean, we both worked really, really hard at scripts that have gone a certain distance and haven't mm. made it. That's, that, that's, a, that's a slightly uh, different thing. We've, we, we, we've gone through that process. But at this stage where you're still writing to try and get recognised, you know, you are probably and quite possibly writing, you know, you're, you're maybe being busy, but you're not necessarily being productive, and and to 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 get right back to where you know to the basics. To the, one of the best ways to be productive is to be, uh, you know, is, is to be in a healthy place. And I identified I what I I identified sort of three main goals this time last year. That I gave I gave myself, and uh, and I think this is, these are good good goals to bear in mind um, before we get into the kind of nuts and bolts of being a comedy writer so you know what is the number one thing that you can what is the one thing that you could spend a year on you know as part of your life that that's going to make you a healthier person and for me I was having I've been having a few sort of sleep problems over the last few years for whatever reasons um waking up in the night and whatever and Get, being an old git you know it's part of that you know you do wake up a little bit more in the night but I was kind of struggling to get back to sleep when I woke up so so I kind of spent a lot of time this year 2021 really kind of looking at that and 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 working on it and it being you know something that paid off in a lot of ways because I, I I'd worked out that every problem 
that I had, uh, whether it was kind of not being able to focus on work or moaning at the family or struggling with something or bad habits or whatever it would be, I was tired. I was too tired. And I was always tired. And and it was kind of sorting out sleep sorted out a whole load of things really um, I'm, I'm pleased to hear you say that because people who always say they're tired are incredibly boring <laughs> and you know and, and for me I wasn't sleeping very well particularly as well that's one of the benefits of losing weight of being healthier so I lost four stone uh, it's about 60 kilos in American money um since then although i do get colder more easily (laughs) um i do sleep a lot better and i hadn't expected that um and now i sleep every night pretty well straight through for seven hours well that Um, that, that's exactly what happened with me well i was not wasn't massively overweight but i i needed to lose uh, a stone so that became the kind of right okay lose a stone how do i lose a stone well i you know do more exercise so I've been uh, running more and in fact I wrote in the uh, book if only I had the time the book I wrote about how to keep writing during the pandemic about uh, you know what are your really really solid goals and I'd had this really solid goal of wanting to run in a 10k uh, run and local mm. run and, and then Covid happened and I'd got as far as seven or something um, and I put in that book, actually, you know what? I'm never going to make it to 10K because uh, I just it's just not important. It's just not important enough to me. Mm. And as it transpired, through losing weight and sleeping better, uh, I have now run 10K. So, you know, which is one of those... Which, That's great. You know, it's a kind of... You know, there aren't many uh, quick wins in comedy writing, so I'll take I'll take my uh, goals that I reach where where from whatever wherever yeah. I can get them really. And losing a stone and running ten k in twenty twenty one were 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 kind of, you know, that they they are they they matter. You know, they matter because they're the sorts of things that can keep you that do keep you going when you do think, uh, right, I'm uh, I'm going to be a novelist. Uh, you actually have to sell books to be a, uh, to make a living as a novelist and dave you are not selling books yet yeah the, the health thing it does it just has knock-on effects and it and it helped my mental health as well and i think one of the things and where we, we we don't really talk about this much but i think people probably look at you people like you and me and think oh well you know they're full-time writers they they've got lots of time to do these things but Yes, it's true, and we're very lucky, and we are, you know, we're we're able to do what we love. But we do also have, uh, you know, a lot of other stuff going on yeah. in our lives. You know, we can't, you know, it, I, I I would love to be able to just write for eight hours a day, but you know, that's never going to happen. Um, I, I don't, think, I, I don't think it's physically possible. I don't think anyone can write for eight <laughs> hours a day. If yeah. you get four hours done, I think you're doing really, really yeah. well. Uh, but we'll we'll come on to writing habits in a minute. Yeah. But what you're saying about it's easy to look enviously at full time writers in inverted commas. But look at talk to anyone who's retired from a day job, and ask them, you know, are they busy? And they'll say, I've just I cannot believe how much stuff I've got to do. And retrospectively, they can't believe they had time to have a full time job, <laughs> because suddenly you just life just completely. You know, nature abhors a vacuum. It's just life comes mm. pouring in. And so you really have to defend that time that you write because otherwise <laughs> you're just going to have to, you know, there's no shortage of admin to do, especially in the 21st century. Um, so 
you know, it's very yeah. easy uh, to be blown off course. Um, so yeah, anyway, I just wanted to speak into that full-time writer thing. It's like, it just means, it just means you have even fewer excuses. <laughs> no, that's brilliant because mm. uh, building up habits is a very important uh, aspect. Mm. But just, just before we get to that, I, I think if you want to, uh, we want to look at three main goals for 2022. So your first goal, what is the, what is the single health thing that is going to help you uh, be in a better place? to want to be yep. to work on the writing the second thing is think about the things that make you go uh oh i just can't face that and in fact in a recent uh, episode we talked about you know be, being a comedy writer nobody wants to write <laughs> you know we all we all mm. hate writing um to, to some extent um, and part of it is when you you come to that thing that you sort of know is not your strength and it's a bit of a slog you know, or or you just avoid it completely, and there's uh, often there is a, a it can be encapsulated in a, a, a single word. Uh, in my case, this time last year, um, and James will bear this out. Uh, underlined, seventy two point bold. Um, it's uh, the word is uh, technophobia, um, and you know I just was the guy who. Uh, sort of mocked technology and just oh god i'm rubbish at technology oh god i'm so it's so funny how crap i am at technology and and actually you know it wasn't funny and in in the case of this podcast it's bloody selfish you know yes there there were one or two moments where you you pushed me pretty close to the edge (laughs) and you know and i i've i've felt bad about it but I kept thinking I don't know what to do here how can I do and at the end of you know I just sort of thought well you know you've just got to jump out of that comfort zone Mm. and and find out what a microphone is Mm. you know and the difference uh, between a USB mic and an XLR yeah uh, press remember to press record yeah things like that but you know actually you know really yeah. try and understand this stuff and uh you know and I, and I had to do that not just because i felt really that i was occasionally on more than one occasion i really felt that i'd sort of let james let you down really um with my technophobia and you know it wasn't it, it wasn't deliberate you know i really no, didn't... no sure that's what makes it even more annoying is when and i do i do this in other things as well it's it's like when somebody keeps doing the wrong thing and they don't mean to it's like mm. If you were just like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Stuff you. It's like, well, that's easy to respond to. It's like, well, that, that's the end of the podcast then. Yeah. Um, but when someone's trying to get it right or sort of keeps making the same mistake, it's like, oh, you know, it's very, it is very frustrating. I'm starting to learn a whole new, different lot of mistakes <laughs> to yeah. make. They're more sophisticated mistakes that I'm yeah. making. Yeah, fail better. Uh, yeah. And I yeah. am, yes, yeah, thank you, Samuel Beckett. Great quote there. Yeah. Uh, I, I am, yeah. You know, I don't like technology and that hasn't changed. But, you know, I also I knew that I had to uh, I had, I've got a website that someone else set up for me for the uh, comedy writing and for, for, for all this stuff. And, and that, that ticks along nicely. But I knew I had to set up my own website for the novels um, and that I had to do it myself. I had to sit and build a website. Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, it was sort of cranky and crap and awful in lots of ways, but it was there. And actually, I've been very, very lucky recently. Uh, someone else has come along and has, has tidied it up for me, uh, which was I've, I've done something for them as well. So um, so that was that that's that's 
that was the word for me. And I don't know, James, if you've got some. It's, 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 it, we all have it. We all have a yeah. thing that we 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 lie to ourselves that we that or we, we we invent a narrative about ourselves. Well, yeah, Dave's the Dave's the crap technology guy. And I just thought, yeah, okay, I am, but. How am I? What am I going to do about it? I've got to yeah. do something about it, and that's so. What? What? What is this? If can you pick out one thing, you know, and that will be um, that. That will be enough to, mm. you know, you've got a year to kind of get that one thing right. Yeah. So that that's number two, and then the the third big goal, um, health. Uh, what's blocking your progress? And the third one is. What um, is the single thing that would improve your productivity? Um, and again, this is a very uh, this, this this is one of those things where you have to sit down and write down what you think your problems are, or you or you watch yourself and see where you're kind of not coping. Mm. And uh, for me, what was happening was you know I, the the, the uh, sitcom writing courses and things were developing well, and in fact, after, when COVID happened, they kind of built up many many fold you know so mm. I, I feel slightly guilty i feel a bit sort of private walker like you know, <laughs> I, I i did well out of covid you know yeah, yeah. One, one of the few people because uh, lots of people wanted to do sitcom courses but um my system i.e me and my laptop and me replying to emails was not set up to deal with the amount of extra work that was coming in and that i'd started to get a inefficient I, I not reply to people and be late with accounts for things and be late and, and and all that sort of thing so i i promised myself that a time would come where i would put things into place systems into place just to make my life easier and again as well as being the crap technology guy i'm also the i hate accountants and accounting guy and i i thought i've got to these accounts they you know, I know that they're coming every year. I know that. Yes, that's right. It's not a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, uh, it's not suddenly. Oh, oh my God! It's February, and I've got to get the accounts yeah. of the end of March done. Oh God! Who yeah. could have? How could I have known? You know. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, come on, Dave, just put some effort in make the happen so that when your accounts do come along it's like oh yeah well i've done this much i've done that and i i did this in this month when it wasn't a busy month about accounts and and so i spent a lot of time putting putting systems into place so that's the number three thing is how how do you uh put things into place and, and make yourself um more productive and the key thing coming back to what you were just saying there about writing the answer for all three of these uh things is goals and what you need to do is you do have to put new habits into place um I, you're hoping that i'm going to be talking about comedy writing i'm sorry I'm still, no no not still really not i think i think we we've done that quite a lot in the yeah. last 179 180 yeah. episodes we'll get we'll get um, there we but, will get there but um, just just to break in there, it's all about desire, really, isn't it? I think in terms of a healthiness where it really so this is all kind of good, healthy advice where it really impinges upon sitcom writing is. And I know you mentioned this later in the notes uh, that you sent me is about not being a sitcom character. It may be that if you're experiencing rage and frustration about writing and sitcom writing in particular, it's just worth having a think. Why are you trying to write a sitcom? 
if if there was a sitcom about your life as a as a would be wannabe uh, sitcom writer, what's the joke? <laughs> um, you know, in a way, you're the joke. Uh, I, I'm the joke. Uh, so. So make peace with that. But it's it's like if you if you think writing a sitcom is going to help you fix something in your own life, if you're ignoring your kids so that you can write this thing because that will bring you true happiness. um, You know, if you're if you're writing a sitcom because people say, oh, you're so good with words. I'm sure you could write a sitcom if you're motivated by rage and fury that the sitcoms you watch on TV aren't aren't good enough and you think you can do better. I mean, that's not actually a good enough reason to write a sitcom. I could do better than that. It's like, yes, but should you? You know, because because the cost of doing something about it is considerable. And do you want to start something that will be very, very, very difficult to finish? So I think it's just worth working out what is your motivation uh, for writing a sitcom? What is it? You know, do you love the format? And this is something you've got something to say, blah, blah, blah. There are loads of good reasons. But there are also reasons which are probably that just need a bit of re-examination. Um, or I've been doing it for ages and now I'm known as the person who's trying to do it and I don't have a new identity. So, you know, there are loads of different versions of this. And I'm sorry if I'm saying things that people are finding very difficult uh, to hear. I, I, I think if I was listening to you saying that and feeling like you were impugning on my personality, how dare you, James, suggest that I shouldn't be writing sitcom? Well, OK, let's look at you, uh, listener. And we're going to talk about uh, your your habits, mm. and uh, you know particularly let's let, let's look at the, your your writing habits. And this goes back to something that you were just uh, talking about there about um, protecting the time uh, that you spend writing. Um, mm. And again, I can't emphasize this enough about how you know the, the people talk about time management, but time is fixed. You know <laughs> there is a limited amount of time, and you need to really. Uh, use that time to the, the best you can. And if you need eight hours sleep, if that's what's going to make you healthy, then sleep for eight hours. Don't sleep for six hours and think, I'm gaining an extra two hours, so I'm going to get up and write two. If the end result of that is that you burn out, you know, if mm. you need eight hours, you have to have the eight hours. But that means that you then have to, you know, you have to plan the time accordingly. You know, if you've got family commitments, you've got uh, carer commitments, or mm. you've got, you know, you've got a really stressful job or whatever, you still have time. And this is why thinking about it over a sort of five-year period rather than, than next week, you know, is kind of uh, makes more sense because you can actually think, well, okay, I've got this very, very stressful job, but I do know that I've got, you know, I've, I've, I've got a week coming up where there'll be an extra hour here or whatever but if you if you can just build in regular habits and if you can build in routines and again this was something that I've sort of managed to do over the last year or so I managed to build in a routine of writing it started as uh, you know handwriting journal writing off the top of my head writing 20 minutes a day Um, Mm -hmm. and it built up to kind of 40 minutes a day and it and it started it was it was all covered all areas like you know planning when how many novels what's what's the next novel that I'd want to write what's the next book about sitcom writing that I want to write planning those sorts of things and 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 thinking well realistically you know that's not going to happen there and you know in fact I was I had been 
planning to bring out uh, an updated version of uh, my last book, The Complete Comedy Writer. I was hoping to have it out by by now, um, but it will be out in April, so it's going to be four months later than I thought it would. But you know, within within the kind of great scheme of things, four months is not a you know it, it, it's not a huge deal breaker, and it's a, again it's only me. You know, no uh, as James has said before mm. another uh, podcast. You know, nobody nobody's telling you to write it. Yeah, but. You know, if you do want to write things, then you know, be prepared to, you know, get habits and things into place. Be flexible with those habits. So if you think I'm going to write that now, okay, I'm not going to write that now. Um, that's going into the six months' time. Um, hmm. So be honest with yourself, and as you say, James, you know, think of the sitcom characters. You know, and in fact, as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, the the podcaster who doesn't know one end of a microphone from another. Hmm. What a great sitcom character! <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And you know, you've got if you've got a little bit of time over the holiday period, you know, what's left of it or whatever. Um, you know, think think about what your five year plan is. It can it, when it will be vague. You know, you can't just say, well, I plan to have two sitcoms, one screenplay, and you know, whatever. Um, but if you think about the five year plan, but then if you break it down and you think about say three years time, and then back to come back to two years time, and then a year, and you know, keep coming back and actually thinking. Well, okay, 2022, what am I going to do in the first three months? What can I manage in the first three months, given all my other commitments? And, you know, gradually you, you start to prioritise what's really important. Um, and, you know, it, it comes back to this thing of if, you, you know, if you're healthy if you stay healthy or if you can keep to the level of uh, a level of healthiness or whatever you know that will help you focus and and use that time to maximum effect that's all excellent advice i was just thinking about how i've um been thinking about these things i think that five-year plan i think is a healthy way we've said on this podcast recently i think that it's bill gates and various other people about people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what can be done in 10 years and if you just think back to where you were, what you were doing 10 years ago, it was a lifetime away. It feels really uh, different uh, for most people, given the pace of change in society as, as well and all that kind of stuff. I'm really in favour of the um, uh, making a habit of writing, uh, writing every day. I think, so yeah, I protect my mornings, unless I have to literally be somewhere else and I have no say over it. I don't offer people meetings for the morning. In the morning, so recently I've been writing, we've got a new Milton Jones series on. I'm writing Milton Jones stuff in the mornings. I'm better in the mornings. I just assume that's when I'm going to get it done. I don't agree to do anything else. Um, and if I'm not writing Milton, I've got two or three other things that I need to be doing. But I've sort of got usually got a batting order of stuff that I need to do. And it may be that if I send off a Milton script, I've got two days before the next episode comes along and I've got to do another outline of that or blah, blah, blah. So I've got two days where I can just work on this other thing that's sort of slower burn uh, that I hope to have done, you know, uh, by summer next year or, or whatever it is. But in the mornings, if I'm not writing Milton at the moment, I'm writing something else because in the mornings I write because I'm a writer. And it took me quite a while to make sure that that's what I did, given that I'm also a podcaster and uh, a speaker and I do various other bits and pieces and I do lots of stuff with the Church of England and 
um, I could fill my calendar three times over with stuff that isn't writing, uh, stuff that also doesn't pay much money. Uh, so I have to be fairly careful about that. And I think the other thing is that you need to put, you need to decide to write every day or write three times a week. Every Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, I'm going to write. Because if you don't do it now, it's not going to happen in the future. And what I mean by that is, I think I read it somewhere as a tweet or something about a child. A child view of being an adult is spending your whole life saying things are going to be quieter in a few months time. You know what I mean? It's just like you think, oh, isn't that funny? Holy moly, that's true. I've spent the last 10 years thinking, oh, in three months time, actually, things will be quieter and I'll finally be able to dot, dot, dot. And even when lockdown comes and the prime minister says you're not allowed to leave your house, you still don't get those things done. You know, how much more? Uh, do you, so I think in a way, I think these disciplines are good. A, because it makes you write when you don't feel like it. And it's still worth writing when you don't feel like it because you still write some good stuff then. And sometimes when you do feel like it, it's, it's garbage. So there's no, I don't think there's necessarily a link between those, how much you feel like it and not. But secondly, um, I think you have to get used to living in the moment. So it's worth having that five-year plan and how you're going to achieve it or how you're going to be you know, a better writer. And I think we can talk about specifics there. But it has to work for you now. Because if you spend the next three months promising yourself three months of where it's going to be quieter and you can find, you're going to get there and it's going to be the same. And you're going to spend three more months going, okay, right, in three more months' time, then I'll be able to accept, oh, there's that thing and we've got to do and uh, my sister's coming over and staying and then I've got to uh, regrout uh, the, the kitchen and then, okay. But then after that, I'll be able to accept the kids will be at a new school then. Uh, there'll be lots of this. It's like, it never comes. Mm. The 21st century <laughs> will not leave you alone. Mm. Um, you know, even if you switch off notifications, uh, which I do, um, you know, if you, if you don't answer the phone, which I don't, um, life gets in the way. So I think those habits and disciplines just make you write now. Uh, because the time in the future when you think you'll have more time isn't going to come. So that's why you need these habits and these disciplines in and the I'm, moment. Rant yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, absolutely, because I was thinking about that, because, you know, it's taken me, It's uh, I, I've been writing now for nearly sort of 40 years, and I kind of look back on time. I'm, you know, we, we, we tend to compare ourselves with, with um, other people. It, it's inevitable. We can't, you can't help it. Um, and it's wrong. <laughs> and, hmm. you know, it, it may, it's painful. And you sh shouldn't do it, but, but we do. But actually, the person that you really need to compare yourself with is, is you. And I sort of think about the me of kind of 10, 15 years ago, who, because I was kind of getting a very steady stream of regular writing and being paid for it. So I, you know, I went into the BBC two to three days a week to write jokes for, for radio show all across radio shows and then I'd have another day where I was working in telly somewhere for a day and then I had a, another day of writing so I was writing every day but I wasn't developing stuff I was just mm. I was just a working writer whereas that now that you know I don't get as much of those that work and since and over the last sort of 10 years or so that has declined but I should have been writing every day then but I've noticed now for instance in, in writing this second novel um, 
and, and, and wanting to get it finished very quickly uh, in, in the time limit that I had. And actually turning up most mornings, being very excited to do it, but then hitting the block, hitting the point where you go, oh, there's a bit of an obstacle there. But actually the habit of writing every day means, well, you know, I've got to write it. And, you know, what I'm writing yeah. now might not be what's right, but I've got, I've just got to push through this bit to get to the next nice bit that I'm looking forward to writing. And and it, it that's purely a result of this year, you know, that, that, that decision that I made on December the 9th, 2020 to, to write every day and that 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 is the single biggest thing in, that, that has helped me as, as a writer so if we move on now to you know actual comedy writing and you know we'd love to be able to say to you okay here's the um your desire for the year is you know, here are your orders 99.999 percent of you who are listening to this will not have won uh will not win the uh, hat trick competition we haven't read you know we're, we're starting to read the scripts uh now mm. but that's the reality is uh you know and and there aren't that many more competitions that are coming and 99.999 percent of you won't win the ones that do come as well so we can't that's just we, maths isn't it yeah, that's just basically yeah. that's not that's not us saying there's no hope it's just saying no. statistically there is a winner yeah. And most people are not winners yeah. of those competitions. And also those competitions still don't necessarily, they're, they're not the yeah. magic door into the world of showbiz. And, and, and there is also a sad truth that, you know, it is harder to get, even for professional writers who have been writing successfully for years, it's harder for them to get stuff made. So so there's only so many tips we can give you about writing, the, you know, getting an agent, writing competitions, etc. But the number one tip is, you know, become a better writer. Really keep working at your craft. The one thing that you have absolute control over is improving your writing. So read, read more, you know, mm. read, read books like On Writing by Stephen King, which is, I, I, I think I would say is probably the best uh, book about writing that I've read. Okay. Um, I've not read that. Uh, I've just. Read I recommend um, on filmmaking by Alexander McKendrick. Oh, okay. Uh, and the comedy rules by Jonathan Lynn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Stephen King one does sound pretty good. I should read that. Yeah. Maybe I should do that in 2022. Make sure I read. Yeah, that's that a, book. The, uh, so that's a good book. And there are other books as well. There are general books that aren't necessarily just about uh, being a comedy writer you know there are general books mm. uh, lot, lots lots of them out there about the, the the process and you know it's 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 just like if you're going to college or something you know you read more learn more there are uh, writing exercises There's a whole podcast which i've discovered uh, i've discovered has been the 16 series now um the, uh, the writing excuses it's called <laughs> and uh, you know they have little exercises at the end of every episode they've got like hundreds and hundreds of episodes so uh you know do those exercises keep learning what uh which bit of writing do you find the hardest and uh, you know what is the least rewarding what is the thing that you look forward to the least when you're writing well you know take some time out and work on that you know really mm. think about that so that's that's the first tip uh, uh as a comedy writer just to add to that one, I mean, I did this time last year. I did some YouTube videos about becoming a better writer, and one of them was how to read more books. If you go, oh, if yes, you Google the Situation Room, 
mm. uh, on YouTube, um, and because it's owned by Google, um, <laughs> then you'll find uh, stuff about becoming a better writer. And one of them is not just reading more books about writing, but just reading more books generally. And if you're interested in something, then just buy a book on it and read it. You know, mm. you can instantly buy it as an ebook. Um, I saw, you know, and Amazon offered me a book the other day on. Uh, uh, food in medieval England and I'm slightly obsessed with medieval England now and I just bought it and I'm, I'm halfway through it and I think having a short book stack and just go buying a book and then reading it that's the moment you really want to read it um, so buy a book and read it um, and if it's if you read a lot of fiction read some non-fiction if you read a lot of fiction uh, you know if you read a lot of non-fiction make yourself read some fiction so in 2021 I made myself read uh, Brave New World and 1984 and um, various, you know, I read a load more novels than I would naturally have done. So I think just read widely and then you might have something to write about. Yeah, yeah, no, that's all, all very useful, all very useful information. But be aware that you are, you're doing it to become a better writer, yeah. you know, and that's that. That's really, you know, you're, you're competing, I'm saying don't, don't compare yourself to others, but you are competing with others, but you are competing with who you were. You know, mm. you want to be improving all the time at that. Now, we are going to get a little bit specific as we come to the last uh, point. So, in the second uh, point is um, topical comedy. Now, topical comedy is the one route in to making a living as a comedy writer that does still exist. Um, it is very useful, and now it's kind of settled into a, uh, a routine now. And now there's nothing on BBC Radio, sadly, but there are. There is a show, Breaking the News, uh, which is on for thirty weeks a year on Scottish TV, and they are looking for tons and tons and tons of topical gags and uh, a mm. show called The Skewer which um, if you're a, a member of, uh, if you're a Patreon member, uh, if you're a sort of top top tier Patreon member you'll know we had uh, John Holmes, the producer of The Skewer uh, in and he told us all about it and we've got lots and lots of detail about how you write for it, it's a very difficult show to write for but I mean I mean, it's, uh, it's a, it's a labour intensive show to write for but it's it's mm the same as every topical show you know come up with a funny idea and then and then the hard work is assembling it that that is the difficult bit but it's the the the, the, the principles are the same and you can do it and uh, i've been running a, a i ran a course actually just before christmas with uh, dan swerrett who is one of our uh, patreon uh, members mm. and he has been a very successful topical writer in the last sort of few years and um it's a great, uh, it was fantastic uh, exercise. We worked with with a dozen writers over a series of the skewer and breaking the news, and you know it's a, that's a really good way of finding out from that habit of writing every day mm. um, that you get you could actually spend all day uh, from Monday to Thursday just coming up with jokes for breaking the news, coming up with ideas for the skewer, um, and. You know, if if you're doing it well, you'll you'll just get a lot of stuff on, and you get into the swing of it, and um and that's maybe uh, make it a, yeah make it a habit. Yeah. On Tuesday night, yeah. you're writing topical jokes or whatever, and um, and again, they don't need to be political jokes. You don't necessarily need political opinions. Uh, these things are fairly broad, uh, so you don't need to worry about that. But you do need mm. to read newspapers and 
or whatever used to be newspapers. And you need um, to know, as long as you know the show, you know, and, and, and it's mm. the same thing as, you know, let's say you wanted to write an episode of Miranda uh, and uh, you thought, oh, actually, in this episode of Miranda, I've got uh, this, uh, I've, I've got this guest appearance by um, Lee Mack and Lee Mack's going to be doing the, no, 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 the show is called Miranda. Yeah. It's about Miranda, yeah. you know. And there are three scenes that Miranda's <laughs> yeah. not in. Okay, yeah. Miranda's in every single scene. So this demonstrates yeah. you haven't actually watched the show or noticed uh, one uh, of the features. And, and, and so, you know, when you're writing for Breaking the News, and this is something that I had to learn really from, from Dan because I didn't know the show Breaking the News, but Dan's been writing for it for several series. You know, this is... Des Clark, he presents the show. He reads out all the jokes. This is how he reads a joke. Mm. This is what he says in the setup. This is the kind of thing he says. He doesn't do many puns. We'd still get loads of puns, people sending puns. He generally isn't mean. So we still mm-hmm. get lots of mean things. Um, you know, uh, he's got a little bit of a point of view. Uh, and there's also a sort of Scottish point of view on top of all that you know um and so you know if you work at it hard enough i i I used to think no you can't you know you have to be a real kind of a bit of a news nerd to want to write topical comedy but actually it's just jokes and you write for those people and you get jokes on those shows and those shows have guest comedians on uh, uh so there are three guest comedians on every show and they will hear the show and they'll oh they'll uh be on the show and they'll hear a joke they go haha that joke was really funny who wrote that um and the uh, production company say oh uh dan swear wrote that joke and so dan will get a call from this comedian and say hey will you write me five minutes of material so it really is worth yep. uh looking at that and but that's a great example of something how you can plan you can look at the year and you can say look there is going to be this sort of 10 week period when breaking Mm. the news is on i can't promise that i'm going to give my all to the whole 10 weeks of writing for that show but uh, if i can get a six week period from sort of clear out this period of tuesday to thursday where i can just really just concentrate on that and i can start to get jokes on it and then i'll come to the attention of some producers in scotland i'll come to the attention Mm. of some comedians on this show you know people people will know who i am and they'll want to employ me so it really is worth uh thinking about that we it's a blast doing the the course we got loads of stuff on from the people who are working i'd like to take all the credit but obviously they they took the credit but the thing that we did and they all thanked us for was we 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 kept pushing them kept saying okay you didn't get anything on this week next week you you know work now start trying to do next week yeah don't get into the habit of thinking i can't do it you know so i think on that um, and we've got one more to go. We're nearly there um, on the topical writing thing. Whatever it is you decide to do that's like that, it may even be, um, you know, do a regular gig uh, at your local pub uh, for six weeks just to see how it goes or something like that. Whatever you decide to do, and this is something I mentioned, I've got a little video course called Sitcom Supercharged, uh, which if you go to my blog, sitcomgeek.blogspot.com, uh, you'll probably find a, a link to it. Um is in order to get something done, you might have to ask for help. And what I mean by that is you might need to say to your spouse or to your significant other, to your sister, to your mum, to your whoever, look, on Tuesday nights, I want to do this one thing and I want to do it for six weeks and it's really important to me. Can you help me by watching the kids 
taking my um, uh, cartography class, uh, whatever whatever it is, it is that that just that one bit of help. You now are on the hook to do it because they've done you a favor to make it happen. So it may be that you just need to ask someone for help. It may be that your flatmates need to be told that on Thursdays you do this thing. And would they mind not making noise between after 9 p.m. because you're going to spend two hours doing your thing? I mean, and that means you have to sort of talk to somebody about it. So I think if you keep everything to yourself, you know, you can let yourself off. You don't go through with it. But actually, if you talk to the people around you, that this is my plan, this is what I want to do. They really want you to succeed. They really want you to do this thing. They really want to help you. Um, and if they can help you by basically getting out of the way or going to the pub uh, rather than being in the house, then they're probably going to want to do that. Mm. Um, so I think whatever you decide to do, if it's topical writing, getting into these habits, um, if there's another competition coming down the road later in the year or something, just make a contract with someone that you're going to do your thing and could they help you with this thing for this limited period of time they'll help you you've got you've now got to do the thing and see it through and then see how it goes yeah and in fact that leads perfectly into the final point uh which is uh so number one become a better better writer number two topical writing or stand up or whatever is the thing you want to concentrate on for a six week period but then number three is you know look at the, the the people that you are around and with at the moment and think about ways in which you can uh those people can help you just as james said but also think of new people so if you do want to do uh, a, to a topical writing thing um it's really really worth um looking at you know maybe finding another person to work with and in fact um quite a few people on our course um were kind of we we, we put people together and 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 some of them work some didn't but you know it's worth trying and i've written a blog about that actually how to find a um a, how to find another writer and that's on the uh, on my blog at davecohen.org.uk um so find people who can help you uh as james says it could be the people you already know but also you know look to people look to if look to people who can help you set up a, a, a stand-up gig or something find you know find people that you can help and they can help you and you know it is amazing how how many people are out there are willing to help you and if you're willing to help them as well it really does you know we all we're all isolated you know we're all right individual writers sitting on our own and and there's nothing like getting help from someone and getting a boost from someone. And, and I mentioned that how my website has been improved just by meeting this person who's, you know, it's, it's just, just been a fantastic thing for me. But it kind of came out of my own conscious efforts to develop my own, uh, my, my, my own kind of goals and things. And so start to think about those, uh, those last three areas. Set yourself some very specific goals. I have set a goal which... Um, I'm going to we can come back to this time uh, next year but I have uh, one uh, work goal and that is I I want to sell 365 copies of my first book in 2022 uh, I brought it out in June 2021 uh, I've I've not sold that many copies uh, frankly <laughs> and uh, I thought I would have sold a lot more by now but I, my aim is to sell one book a day um and i i don't intend to micromanage it to that extent but if i so if i just say 
by the end of this year, I want to have sold 365 books in 2022. That will be a good, solid foundation. Mm. It helps the algorithms, apart from anything else, that if you're... If, if you're Continuing selling up. a book, mm. yeah. So, uh, but that that so that's my plan, and I I will be, I will be trying to develop that in the same way. You know, it'll be my equivalent of, uh, I want to get a joke on breaking the news this this year. So, yeah. Um, coming all the way back to what I was saying right at the start. You know, I'm starting out as a novelist, as a novel writer, and um, that's my plan for 2022. But the most important aspects of what I'm doing next year are all those things related to health, productivity, sanity, uh, doing the stuff that you yeah. hate doing, you know, with relish. Yeah. And, and and then the, the rest of it is the icing on the cake. Don't worry, folks. We'll continue talking about sitcoms <laughs> on Sitcom Geeks. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still trying to write sitcoms, you know, and, and I'm writing, uh, you know, bits and pieces. I've got a new one that I'm working on that I'm excited about. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, last year I made a goal to write a write my own comedy drama uh, sort of mystery script, and I and I did that. I thought it was originally going to be a novel, but I just thought so. I, I tend to set myself, you know, targets for six months or the next thing I'm going to write. Once I finish this, the next thing I'm going to write is that, and I'm, and I sort of, you know, and, and I'm be, I'm doing a tour in 2022 as well. Of, of a one-man show that I'm doing based on why Jesus changed water into wine. And I kind of made that happen by agreeing to some gigs so that I would have to have that show written. Yeah. Um, and it's partly a way that I'm selling copies of my book, The Gospel According to a Sitcom Writer. So, um, so I, occasionally make, I occasionally say I'm going to do things, and once I'm on the hook to do them and I can't back down from them, then I really do have to follow through on them. So occasionally you have to trick yourself into productivity. Uh, but uh, whatever works, um, as long as it's healthy, um don't keep tricking yourself that's called self-delusion at that point you become a sitcom character uh, and we don't want that one thing you could do um if you want to get into good habits is join us on patreon and i mention that because it's ludicrously cheap it throws you into being a community there's a facebook group um that you can be part of a, a secret facebook group and there's an extra podcast a month uh, which we record live on Zoom with you if you want to uh, join in with it and you can ask us anything. So that's the extra podcast bonus and you get copies of our book too um, and discounts for the various courses that we do um, and on top of that. If you want to know what courses I'm doing, I've got a great big course called Writing Your Sitcom, which I released this time last year. It all still applies. Uh, so follow me on blogspot, uh, uh, sitcomgeek.blogspot.com or at sitcomgeek on Twitter. We are Sitcom Geeks plural i've got a course coming up in uh, february of uh, a new course of uh, writer sitcom in eight weeks uh, it's like right. a, a correspondence course we we go from i've got an idea to first draft and we try and get all that done in eight weeks and uh, dan and i are almost certainly doing another uh, topical uh, course um, which we won't we won't know the specific dates because they tend not to know uh, when the actual recording dates of those shows are until a few weeks before but as soon as we know what those are we'll put a course into place and it will probably be february march sometime mm. great so lots uh, there you'll be kept informed if you join us on patreon in particular follow us on twitter sitcom geeks uh, where lots of these things are announced and on facebook as well there is a facebook page for sitcom geeks although um, the grand shakedown uh, insists that we keep paying the money for you to actually see them. So I think Twitter is probably a better bet if you want to know what we're doing or join Dave's um, mailing list. I've got a mailing list too. 
if you go to the situation room and, and you know, I don't know, I, I can't remember how you get onto it, but go onto my blog and there are lots of uh, clicks and links and, and things like that. Thanks very much to the British Comedy Guide who are um, hosting our podcast on their servers and also hosting our hat-trick uh, competition. They're managing this uh, avalanche of scripts coming our way. So we're very grateful to them for all the admin and everything they're doing. So thank you to them. Go to um, comedy. Uh, hang on, I've suddenly forgotten it. Comedy.co.uk. Comedy. Co. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, British Comedy Guide. Yeah. Uh, and think about joining their pro uh, thing as well. Um, that's probably well worth a look. Cool. Thanks very much, Dave. Lots of positive thoughts. Uh, here comes 2022. I can't wait. <laughs> I think I can. Just a few more days before 2022, please. Okay. Thanks for Cheers. listening. Cheerio. Thanks.